Welcome to the Well and Witchy Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Epley, and I'm an eclectic witch, wellness and mindset coach, healer, and spiritual mentor. If you're looking to fearlessly rise up and be the woman you were destined to be and live your best life with both wellness and spiritual flows, then you are in the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to for all things magic, inspiration, and empowerment. I'll be spilling the tea about witchcraft, spell work, spirituality, intuitive wellness, self-love, and much more. Leave it to me to help provide you with the tools and resources to unlock the inner goddess and power within you, hone your sacred craft, and live life in a more meaningful and magical way. I am so grateful that our paths have crossed today and you are here. Thank you so much for pushing play. Now let's do this, witches. Hello, wonderful witchy beings, and welcome back to the Well and Witchy podcast. Holy heck, it feels so good to say that. I have taken quite a long hiatus And as much as I want to start this episode with like a huge why was I missing for so long speech, it's not the right time and place. We're going to save all of that for a different episode. But what I will say is that it was essential and necessary and I feel so much better for it. I feel so energized and ready to keep creating amazing episodes and speaking with powerful guests who are going to educate you along with myself on this witchy journey. So welcome back. Take a seat. Get comfy. We have an incredible episode ahead of us. In this episode, I'm speaking with feminine magnetism expert Halai. Halai helps high-achieving women sync with their intuitive body, gain clarity on their personal truth, and finally receive the love and life of their dreams. By the time you finish listening to this episode, you'll discover what is intuition, how to distinguish your intuition from your fear, the fear zone, feminine magnetism and spirituality, the impact of having a spiritual business and how to build momentum, and Halai's story from going from corporate burnout to living a more embodied, magnetic, and radiant life. Again, I am so excited to be back. I know it's been a while, so I hope you enjoy this one. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Well and Witchy podcast. Our expert guest today is Halai. Welcome, Halai. Yay, thank you. Yes, so I guess the first bit to start on would be just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and what we should know about you. Yeah, so I am a feminine spirituality coach. So I work with women who want to tap into like their innate feminine magnetic power. And so moving away from like the hustling and chasing and overworking ourselves until burnout and exhaustion and stepping into a place where you're naturally attracting what it is that you want. So really working on your own vibration and what am I radiating out into the world that is pulling back into my reality. Um, So oftentimes that means getting rid of trapped emotions, limiting beliefs, old stories, uh, past versions of ourselves that we need to rediscover so that we are not necessarily in control, but kind of in a little interplay with the world around us. We know what's coming. We know what we want. And we're actually attracting exactly what we want at a soul level. 
Um, so that's what I do. I work with women one-on-one specifically, just because I feel like that's where you get like the deepest, dirtiest, best, juiciest stuff. Um, and, and yeah, that's kind of my, my style. I came from a very masculine driven headspace and, and work environment. So, you know, I, I always like to say that coaches just end up coaching the very thing that they sucked at themselves. So that's why, that's why I'm here today. So yeah, it's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's such a good point. Like coaches, the best coaches teach the things that they themselves were once a weakness, but then or like a struggle. And then I'm like, Whoa, I want to teach too many things. I guess I, I'm just a struggle bus, but that's okay. <laughs> the more yeah. the we all are totally. Oh, oh yes. Um, one question I love to ask too, is how you got started in your spiritual journey. Cause I mean, this is the well and witchy podcast, but witchiness, spirituality, it's all, there's so many different paths and ways of being. So how did you get your start? I feel like it just kind of comes to you and, you know, I think everybody it hits you in different waves. Um, I think the first time it ever hit me was totally by shock. I had quit my corporate job to go travel. Um, and I thought, all right, I'm just gonna take a couple months off and then I'll go back to another job that I, I like a little bit more. But I remember, um, there was a moment I would think I was in Thailand and I was, I was sitting on this top of this boat and I had this like sense of like crazy freedom. I was like, Oh my gosh, I can, breathe again. I, I didn't even know that I was drowning and that I was suffocating until I got out. Um, and it's interesting how much we normalize and numb out this pain. And it just becomes a standard of, of who we are for so long. But I think that was a big wake up call for me. Like, oh my gosh, I have not been alive. I have actually been dead inside for probably years at that point. I had been you know, dealing with a lot of anxiety and depression throughout college. And then I went, got a job right away, went into the corporate world, climbed the ladder and, and, and just reached ultimate emptiness. So that was my first one. Um, and I think I never was ready. I was never ready that time. So it, it kind of faded and then it came back again, another wave, uh, which faded again. And then it came back a, a third time, which I was like, this is, this is calling me. I, I, I feel like I need to be all in. I love that. And like you said, it comes to you. And I feel like some, some folks takes longer than others and that's okay. It's just the divine timing of it. And when source universe, God knows you're ready, it comes. So oftentimes I have to remind folks, like don't pressure it. Um, and which, which leads me to ask the the next thing of, of intuition. I, I see it on your social media a ton that you talk about this. And I know it's an integral part of this just work in the divine feminine. So what do you think of intuition as like, how do you describe it? Intuition, uh, first of all, we, we all have it. Like it's like a natural gift that we're born with. Um, and it's a muscle. You have to practice it. You have to use it consistently on, on silly things in life that don't, don't matter um, until you're ready for those big decisions. Like, should I marry this person? Should I make this cross country move? Should I quit my job? Um, people always wait for those big moments to, to tap in their intuition. And then it's really hard to hear, <laughs> obviously, because you haven't trusted it. Um, so you have to have a relationship with your intuition. Your intuition speaks when she can trust you. She can trust that you're going to follow through. She can trust that you're listening. Um, so that's so, so important more than anything is, is to build a relationship with it and then just watch how it shows up because it speaks through your body. Um, it speaks through a little voice. It speaks through visuals that you might see. Everybody gets these downloads in different ways. Um, but learning in, in like this less pressured moments, how to use it, how to hear it and feel it will really strengthen your seal. 
Yeah. I think one of the best ways I, I flex my muscles, some, like you said, sometimes it's just the little things. Like when I'm getting ready to make dinner, I'm like, okay, I might be craving this, but like, what does my body and intuition tell me I need? Like it's sometimes when I'm like in situations of people, it's like that gut feeling of like, Ooh, I don't think I should do this. Or like, I don't really trust this person. And knowing, like you said, to trust that sometimes is the hardest thing. Um, and another question to follow up to is like the fear of it, like fear and intuition are sometimes very similar, like two sides of the same coin. So how the, how do you then decipher intuition from fear, ego, anything else that may be? Mm-hmm. Um, what comes to mind right away is that intuition just like pops up. It arises in you, it boils over and it's like instantaneous. But if you're not good, if you're not good at using it, you haven't been practicing this muscle. It, it's quiet. It'll, it'll disappear and it'll move back into like the, the egoic uh, rut of the mind. Um, so there's like a small window where it pops up and it speaks to you. It gives you a message. But if you miss that, you're likely to go into like the rumination and, and the pro-con and the back and forth, which is the fear zone. Um, so this is why it's important to practice your intuition because it, it's so quick. Um, anytime you're kind of going back and forth with the decision, like evaluating it, um, that's not your intuition. That's your fear coming into play. Uh, but if it's like a spur of the moment, you, you get a full body yes or a full body no, um, lock in that feeling. Learn to, to slow that down, to be able to actually sit in the discomfort of the no. So if your body's rejecting something and saying no, there could be this like very physical, like ick feeling. Uh, but if you're not comfortable with, being receptive to that, you might reject that icky feeling and move into the mind. So this is often what happens. And and ultimately it's all about being embodied so that you can welcome that feeling and trust that it's guiding you, not necessarily there to, to cause you discomfort indefinitely. For sure. I oftentimes have to do that self self check of like, okay, is this fear? Is it intuition? And I feel like sometimes my intuit, like those quick little snippets you talked about, it'll come through and I'll be like, okay, yes, I hear you. I see, I, I sense it. But then due to circumstance, sometimes I have to like put it aside and it's, it's the hardest thing to do. I guess a good example is like I was mentioning at the beginning of this, I love my full-time job. However, I'm trying to eventually do my own thing. And I feel like my intuition always tells me like, you can do it, but I'm like looking at my bank account, like, uh-uh, I can't. <laughs> so it's just knowing too, it's like courage too. It's being able to both listen to the intuition and also shut the fear down, which I think is the hardest part. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And, and the fear will, will honestly occupy most of our minds. It shows up more frequently, but if you can trust the initial impulse um, and continue to practice following through with that, you'll see more evidence. Like you'll see the return and you'll slowly build that strength um, more and more. It's just following through. And that's the thing with a lot of people is that the intuition shows up, but if you're not acting on it, you're not able to trust that uh, it's leading you somewhere beneficial. For sure. Then another bit of it is I hear a lot in the spiritual community like listening to your intuition, but also listening to spirit guides or source or angels, ancestors, like people call it so many different things. So is that something that you practice or work with? Yeah, I would say that that's something I did um, before I was able to fully trust my intuition. I was always thinking, okay, my spirit guides are guiding me. My angels are giving me these answers. Um, 
and although it's true, we, we are connected to all these other sources of energy where they are channeled through us. Um, I personally like to kind of have a strength and, and ownership of my decision saying it is me. I did do that. Like the answer did come through me. Yes. Maybe they, they helped plant these ideas, but I heard it through myself. Um, and so just get, being able to reclaim that and give yourself that power and not needing to search, search outside of yourself for that answer um, it is powerful. But yeah, you're right. This is where it comes from. That They plant these seeds inside of us so that we can bring that creation into the physical form. Um, but ultimately, it's ourselves. The answer is coming from within. Yes. I I feel like too, sometimes I get clients who are like, oh no, like my spirit guides don't talk to me. And I'm like, it it's not always vocal. Like sometimes like, like you were saying, it's those seeds. It's like, you might see an animal crossing the street as you're driving or like a commercial or a line in a song that makes you feel some type of way. And then through that, I feel like is where you mentioned our voice, our inner knowing the intuition comes through. So it's like, it's not, it's not always like someone, the spirit guides calling you up, like, Hey, just let you know you're capable. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <Which I'm> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's your desires. I, I always like to think like anything that you desire, your, your guides planted inside of you for you to bring to fruition. So uh, that's why a huge part of the work that I do and the feminine is to honor desires, to feel into the desire, to maximize pleasure, because that is actually guiding you to your purpose and in, in your mission in this lifetime. It, it's all through desire. Yeah. My next bit I wanted to ask about is, so you mentioned the beginning, you started in, in a corporate job, you climbed the ladder, and then you are where you are now. Um, so burnout is a thing, I think for all this corporate women, but what is your best advice for any like boss babe out there or someone who's new into their coaching business, like dealing with that burnout? Um, the biggest thing that I want to say is the, the pace and the method through which you move through your business. So in the journey is oftentimes how you're going to feel when you, you arrive. So if you're burnt out, you're exhausted. You're just like, this is tough. Even when you arrive at this, this illusion and this goal that you have, it's going to still feel exhausting. You're going to feel the burnout. You're going to feel this like pressure to continue at that same level. So if you're, you're working 16 hours a day and then you finally hit your goal, there's going to be this like looming feeling that I better continue the 16 hour days. Otherwise I'm going to lose it all. Otherwise it's all going to disappear. Um, and so if you start a foundation where you have a balance and you are attracting and you're never forcing yourself to work when it doesn't feel aligned. That's the pace that your business will always be successful at. And so what you do in the beginning is setting a standard. And so if you're, you're overworking yourself, that, that's unfortunately going to be the path that you're on indefinitely. So what you do in the beginning stage is so, so matters. Um, a lot of times people think, all right, when, when I get, when I get my shit together, um, then I can relax. Then I'll, I won't have to worry about this. Unfortunately, our, our sense of worth gets attached to the work ethic. And um, if you, you you outwork yourself, it's going to definitely catch up to you and, and the pressure to maintain that. For sure, that's helpful. And then kind of going back with just being magnetic. I feel like I hear that a lot. Um, and for some of my listeners who are newer to their, their journeys, like, what does it mean to be magnetic then to, to, to then make 
things a lot easier for yourself rather than doing it hard from the gate. Yeah. So specifically for like coaching, it's about attracting the right people to you. So getting yourself so aligned that the, the exact individuals that you are meant to work with, that you're destined to serve in this lifetime will find you will somehow stumble upon your, your Instagram or hear about you in conversation or get referred by a friend. Those people will show up in your energetic field. And it has nothing to do with um, how much Facebook ads you put in or um, marketing tools you come up with. It's about you showing up and delivering. You're putting your energy out into the world. You're offering your gift. You're speaking your truth. You're aligned with your true voice. And those people arrive. Um, so the more that you can focus internally and take care of yourself, the more that the perfect people find their way to you, that it's like a magnetic pull. Um, and that's truly how I run my business. I don't have like organized marketing. I don't invest in Facebook ads or any of that stuff, but I have a six figure business off of exclusively attraction. And some weeks, like last week I was sick. I just like, mm, not doing anything. I'm not going to enforce it. I'm not going to do any posts. Um, and I had two clients that closed out of nowhere that randomly reached out. And so that's like the standard that I want to continue. And I love that style of business. I feel like that, like hearing what you're saying and being able to, again, just like make it happen, know your truth, speak it, put it out embody everything that you're feeling to then be different on social media but I feel like that's sometimes so scary like I notice sometimes like that comparison trap of just spiritualness and business of like ooh, I have to do it this way or like I, I see other coaches do that and it works for them so if I do that it'll work for me which we know isn't the case so how did you battle like early on or just even still, like how do you battle that comparison trap sometimes of being able to say like, no, this is me. This is me in my essence. I know this will get me the results, connect with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely have like layers of that that always unfold. Um, I had somebody that was trying to encourage me to get into TikTok recently. And I was thinking like, maybe, I don't know, should I? Everyone else is doing it. Um, I'll get a, you know, a bunch of engagement. But right now it doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel like I want to put my energy into creating that and figuring it all out. Um, but really figuring out, is this something that actually feels aligned with me? Does it feel like it's like taking away my energy? Do I have to put too much effort, not enough return? It's all felt. It's all intuitive. Like, And I would recommend um, just trying, like at least give an effort and see, what does that feel like? Is this difficult because it's uncomfortable and I've never done it before? Or is it truly just not me? It doesn't feel like me. I'm I'm wearing somebody else's outfit right now. Uh, So just tuning into whether or not it's like a a fear of of discomfort or or maybe it's just not yours. Um, And it happens for me a lot. Like I have friends who are coaches that I see do my business or do their business completely different. And it's crazy because sometimes there's waves like, whoa, maybe I should try that. Like that that seems cool. And then I check in with myself like, "Mm, not my thing. It's not my style. Uh, So just always tuning tuning into what that feels like for you at a very personal level. Um, and ultimately, yeah, let your business be fun. Let it be easy. Let it be natural. There is no one way to do this. And people can see when it's forced. They can tell when you're like doing the most and it doesn't feel like you. Um, and truly as a coach, like all people want is your vibe. How can you communicate your vibe through social media? That's so true. And I even notice sometimes like 
again, no shame to anyone, but I like, I'm still new to my business, but then I have like newer entrepreneurs who even follow me to look for inspo and just like, okay, like whose, whose caption can I copy off of today to get me by when it's just, again, no shame, but it's, it'd be so much easier if you just like spoke from your heart and your truth and just put it on paper. Like I even notice sometimes in myself on the days where I'm like, oh no, this is so scary. Like this is like high level Brit stuff right here, but I'm going to post it. I get the most engagement. I get the most excitement from people. I get the most, hell yes, I feel you girls. And it's just sometimes again, that fear, that knowing, push the fear away, feel the intuition and just do it. (laughs) Nike, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. It's powerful. No sponsorships on this podcast, by the way, Nike don't. (laughs) Oh, nice. Wouldn't be mad at that. <laughs> I mean, no, but hey, we're here. Um, so then to kind of step away from the business aspect of it a little bit and kind of go back to, to the divine feminine. Um, I can say from my personal experience, and I've, I've had a few episodes previously about the divine feminine, but it's something I just love to talk about because like women and women identifying folks just need more of it. It's so hard to put away that con like the societal construct of like I have to be in my masculine all the time so I guess my long-winded question way of asking is like what are the best tips or ways to get started in divine feminine work and energy and just listening to that within you Mm -hmm. uh the feminine the feminine is all about the body masculine is very much consciousness in the mind logic figuring things out where she feels, she has this innate wisdom that's in her body and her body's constantly speaking. So having a relationship with your body and knowing what she's saying, what she's craving um, is, is the most important part. Um, so starting my movement, any kind of movement, any kind of dance, pleasure, play, whatever you can do to get your body moving that feels good. So creating some kind of pleasure practice, whatever that looks like, whether it be dance, whether it be self-pleasure, Um, that actually nourishes your body and helps you feel connected, helps you know what's a yes, know what's a no, Um, and being able to witness yourself. Do it in the mirror. Like have yourself witnessing yourself in pleasure, in joy. Um, That is is one of the key places to begin. I remember just like I spend so much time dancing in front of the mirror, having naked time after my showers and just like slowing down that process to get more connected. Um, working with your cycle is another huge thing that you can do. And this is what I, I teach in one of my courses as well. Um, and learning the different stages that we go through, how our body responds, what she needs from us, the feminine archetypes that are associated with each of these stages. Um, so that, you know, like, when is my time to like outpour my energy and like create and make some serious long-term commitments versus when I need to go inwards and, and rethink, have a death and release and purge out what no longer is serving me. Um, so we're constantly moving through cycles and being able to honor, I'm going to be in a high and then I'm going to drop down into this low. And how can I make the most of each of these p- parts of uh, my journey? And so your body's constantly communicating that. And then your intuition, listen to how your, your intuition speaks through your body. So let's say you, you get a text message from somebody and your stomach drops and you can like feel just like that heaviness um, or you, you know, 
get asked to, to join, to come to a party somewhere and, and you can feel just like, Ooh, like a tickliness in your chest. Like what, how is your body communicating depending on, on your circumstances and your, the world around you? And so that is a, a really powerful tool for harnessing your intuition and trusting that your body holds these answers. Um, so that, 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 those are some of like the key things that I would do just to get started. Anybody can do that just on a day-to-day basis. you you know, you go to the s- smoothie shop, like, what, what is your body saying yes to the most aliveness, the most nourishment? Um, and, and all of that is encompassed in, in how your body speaks. Do you, are there moments then that you still like channel the divine masculine, like even in business or do you feel like you're, you're, you're just like, I'm femme. That's it. Oh, no way that there's definitely like both sides to it. There's moments when I like have like such clear precision and I know what I'm doing. I know how I'm going to get there. Um, I know the plan, what's going to be most efficient. Um, so you can switch back and forth and, and notice when you shift back and forth. Uh, notice what areas of your life call for you to be in your feminine and call for you to step into your masculine. Um, but just being aware of how you shift into it, because oftentimes when we go into our masculine, it can be out of a protective mechanism. And this is when we need to be careful, like specifically in relationship, when we close off, when we harden up, when we uh, let go of pleasure. And we start thinking about, okay, where's this going? You know, how well are we doing? Is the relationship actually working when we get too practical and too logistic, um, logistical, uh, focusing on the pleasure. How can I go back to pleasure? How can I go back to what nourishes me most? How can I go back to softness? Um, so as long as you're aware of how you're moving through the energies, uh, you're actually able to make the most out of them versus if you're quite blindly shifting and, and closing off or, um, unable to open. Thank you. This is a casual question. And I just got to know. Um, so what, what is it like living in Costa Rica? That's where you, that's where you're at, right? Yes. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I, I love it so much. I'm such like a tropical baby. Like I'm right by the ocean. It's a teeny tiny town that I live in where it's like very mixed with locals and expats. So it's a, a lot of culture, but also a ton of other people from all over the world that I get to meet. Um, yeah, I just, I love the energy here. I feel like it's, it feeds me back. And that's a big part of, of this work is I got to feel good. And if I'm not in a good space, then it's really hard to outpour. Um, so I'm, I'm very grateful to be living here. Unfortunately, my, my visa is up in June and the rainy season is coming. So I'm going to be transitioning back to California for a few months. And so I'm looking forward to that as well. It'll be a new journey of its own, but I, I do love it here. Yeah. Are you from Cali originally? Yep, I am. I'm from the Bay Area, but I'm actually going to be moving to San Diego. As of now, that's like the plan. I have no place, no nothing figured out, but I'm kind of like playing with that idea and seeing how long it sticks. <laughs> yes. my On my vision board, I have like so many places I want to live one day, like just to be able to do that, you know, like... I, I grew up in Indiana, close to Chicago, and I moved to Nashville in 2018. And to me, that was like a big experience because I, I like got out of college, was serving tables, interning in Chicago, working back. And then I finally saved up enough to like move. And it was the most liberating thing. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine like, I don't know, years from now when I'll be able to just be like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to live here for a hot minute. Like the nomad life is just so appealing. I think it's because it's trendy right now, but one day. <laughs> I think it'll always be, it'll always be trendy just because there's a sense of freedom that is unmatched. Like 
And it happened a lot sooner than you think. I quit my corporate job um, in May of 2019. And in August, I moved to Bali. And it wasn't necessarily because I was like, my business was booming. It was just like, I want to do this and I'm going to take this risk and see what happens. <laughs> so um, yeah, just as long as you're, you're making those moves and, and doing what freaks you out, everything is drastically expedited when you're choosing to stay, like choosing to accept the fear every time. Yeah. Um, really goes to, into the whole surrendering discussion too. Like, again, that we talked about intuition, but knowing when to just just go with the flow let it happen trust that the universe has your back and your intuition wouldn't have spiked this inquiry in your mind had it not had would it not work out in the end so absolutely yeah nothing shows up in your heart by accident period like it is there for you to fulfill and you will be supported in the pursuit of your desires guaranteed so I I have like, I've been in positions where I was 20 K in debt, like not sure where my next paycheck was going to come from while I was building my business and figuring my life out. Um, and it happened. It it all worked out. I survived. I never starved. I had a home and things turned around. My business grew. I paid off all my debt. Like it's all possible. So, um, and, and truly by by allowing yourself to go into that place of like, Oh shit, how am I going to make it? You are able to gain this deep level of trust and this ability to take risks over and over again. And that's truly why I've had so much momentum in my business is because of those what the fuck moments <laughs> that I have just said, all right, I'm here for it. I'm going to keep going. I'm not going to regret uh, leaving my comfortable corporate job. I'm going to stick to this. Um, and, and that's truly why I, I really think that's why I'm here still. Yeah. You burned those boats. You were like, I, I'm going to, it's going to happen. There is no, what if it's just this image and it's, you're going to make it happen. And that's, that's some powerful stuff right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially because my, my parents did not support me. So it was one of those things like I will make it happen. Like there's no turning back. I've told everybody I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Like my, uh, my parents would, would if they could, but they are like, we see what you're doing. We support it, go for it. But we, you know, we have no idea. Like I even talk to them sometimes like, oh, I'm NLP certified. I'm Reiki certified. And they're just like, what, what is yeah. that? <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. Like, you couldn't just go be a doctor or something. And I'm like, I tried that. No, <laughs> no, I'm happy. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'm curious, do you have any daily rituals that you do that you are in love with that make you feel your best? Um, I don't have anything that I require myself to do. And I think that's why I feel my best is that like today there, I just truly lounged. I, I was watching a show and I got addicted and I like let myself do that because I woke up at 4am this morning. Like I have no energy to work out and I have the time, but I just don't feel like it. And I just want to cuddle up and spend the time doing that and giving myself permission to do that guilt-free. Um, that's really why I feel good. And so every day checking in, what would make me feel most alive today? Not because it's Wednesday, not what's the healthiest, not what you know everybody else is doing, but truly what makes me feel most alive today. And just even like in this moment, asking myself that question over and over and over again. And sometimes it will be like, a green juice and uh, Pilates class. And other days it would literally be uh, buttery popcorn in bed with a dorky movie. Like 
it doesn't matter. Both of those can fully serve you and be fully beautiful for this life. Thank you for saying that. I am like, my heart is just so happy right now. Cause I, I get stuck sometimes in that Instagram trap of like, Oh, I got it. I didn't light my incense and write in my journal today. <laughs> a horrible witch. When in reality, it's like, it's kind of like WWBD. What would Brit do? Like, what does she want to do? <laughs> and like yesterday, even I, like I started a new workout program. So I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I was like, I really don't feel like it today. I would much rather just sit out on my porch and read. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> but I always ask just because I know some people are like, they have that, that, I don't know, that routine of like every morning I wake up and do X, Y, and Z thing. And yeah. then I just, I, I can't routine. <laughs> Same. I actually get this question probably the most of any other question on every single podcast. What's your routine? What's your morning ritual? And I always say, I don't have one. I'm not a routine person. And if I force myself into that, I'll fail. And then I'll feel horrible at myself for failing and letting myself down. So yeah, I don't make a to-do list. Like I don't like plan my night before I, I used to, when I was in college, I would plan my hour, like hourly, hourly, what I'm doing and it doesn't work. Nope. Um, the Virgo and me, I, I, she very much is like, okay, lists, you're going to check them off. You're going to write it to do. And then the Aquarius in me is like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's always an in- internal battle, but I like what you said too, of like, why would I set myself up to do these things and then not, and then feel bad later. So I dig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious. I always, I, I tend to always ask my guests, but sometimes I forget. Um, do you know what your signs are? Do you go, do you like astrology and Zodiac? Yeah, I do. I, I don't know if I know about everybody else's, but I know about my own. Um, I am a, a Capricorn sun sign. And then my moon is Gemini and my rising is cancer. Um, I definitely used to be more Capricorn, I feel like, but now I just really connect with my cancer side, super emotional so family oriented, just like very like watery. <laughs> so I do feel more aligned with that in, in this phase of my life. I dig that. I, re- I That's a good chart. It's a good lineup. <laughs> <laughs> good lineup. Yeah. I have so many Virgo friends, like literally I have three like best friends that are Virgos. So yeah, I love you people. <laughs> we, we try. <laughs> Cause I, I heard too, um, that like, yes, your sun sign is great. And people always go by that, but like your moon and rising are sometimes like more of how you show yourself to people and just the world. So it's always like, Oh yeah. You know, you know how it is. <laughs> totally. Yeah. But my Gemini is definitely like a, a downfall almost like I, I can like blend in with almost anywhere that I need to remind myself. All right. Who, who am I? <laughs> I can't just like, I can too easily fit into groups and I need to sometimes come back to myself. And that's why I, I require alone time. I really need that to get myself grounded because I do find that sometimes my energy molds with the people around me. Yeah. Um, just going off of what you've just mentioned, do you have a favorite grounding technique? Dancing. I I love dancing and like shaking. I do a lot of like shaking and through dance as well. Ecstatic dance is literally my favorite. Um, or, or dunk in the ocean. Like I, again, water is big for me. So I love, love that. Um, but yes, it's shower dancing as well. And I love having a high quality shower. Every house I've ever lived in, like what's the shower looking like? <laughs> that's my play. That's my play area. It feels like. Yeah. Uh, I like that you mentioned the ecstatic, ecstatic dancing that, yeah, I never had heard of that before. 
And then I like, I actually think you posted about it on your story today, or, but just, I'm reading a book too, about um, letting go of trauma through movement. And sometimes mm-hmm. just being able to turn on a song and not dance, but just like shake your arms and your head and just go for it and release all of that inner trauma. It's the most crazy experience. Like I, I need to be better about it. But the first few times I did it, it was just like, why am I crying right now? This feels really yeah. great. But why am I like crying? It's okay. We're going to keep shaking. <laughs> yeah. You're letting it go. It's literally purging from inside of you. So it's kind of beautiful how it happens because it's not, it's less of like a, a direct association with the trauma. You can release the trauma without actually having to relive it and talk about it and re remember all those experiences that actually can leave your body without that. I love, I am also a fan of um, just like going outside and like walking the grass barefoot, like where you're probably the ocean gal. I'm like the woods gal. Like I could literally go yeah. out and just like sit amongst the trees and hug trees and lay in the grass. So I always just try, I think the similarity of that is just being able to connect with mother nature and like ground to her. A hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. I'm, I would rather never wear shoes if I didn't have to. <laughs> this pandemic in a way has been the most fun for me because I don't wear shoes. Like I don't remember, like, unless I go out in public, I wear, right. but then it's like my Burks. I haven't put on like actual shoes in like a year. I, literally my, my feet don't actually fit in my converse and vans anymore they're, they're like too wide I think if you go barefoot enough um, your feet actually kind of widen out and so they actually don't fit very well anymore fun fact for yeah. <laughs> wow I didn't yeah. oh well Halai what are you currently working on I know you said you do one-on-one coaching and you have a few programs but what you got going on yeah, so my my main work, like I said, is one-on-one because that's truly where the depth happens, where I can lure you into some of the deeper unconscious work that we're typically afraid of and never go into on our own. Um, so I love it. It's fun. It's a mystery. And it's so beautiful to witness women in this transformation. Um, other than that, I have two courses. One is on just spirituality, own your power. And then the other one is called Align, which is specifically about feminine spirituality, um, and kind of what I talked about earlier, working with your cycle, understanding the different feminine archetypes, where some of your trauma is locked in. Um, so those are, that's a little bit about what I do. I currently am in, like I said, a kind of a transition period between Costa Rica and my potential next move. I'm not launching anything, but um, yeah, I'll see when, when the next download comes through. For now, I just put my energy into my one-on-ones. I love that. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. For, so for anyone listening, you want to get in on that one-on-one juiciness, I got you or Halai has you, not me, but <laughs> the, link, the link I got you on. <laughs> um, and then where can folks find you to get in touch with you? Yeah, my Instagram is probably the best way. I, I like share a lot. I don't really even have a personal Instagram. So that's like just everything of my life, my updates on um, what's going on, what I'm launching, and just a little bit more about what you can learn. Um, DM me or just up on my website if you are interested in applying for one-on-one coaching. So yeah, that's the best. Like I, I, I'm on there a lot. I don't even use any other platform that much. So connect with me there and I'm very active. 
Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spilling all of the divine feminine tea, the intuitive goodness and your experience. It was all very valuable. And I'm so excited that you hopped on the podcast. Thank you so much. I love this. I love your energy. It was fun doing it with you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, smash that subscribe button and please be sure to rate and review on iTunes to help further educate and elevate our fellow witches. If you need a little extra magic in your life, I invite you to connect with me on Instagram at wellandwitchy and check out my website, wellandwitchy.com. Remember, witches, you are limitless. You are powerful and you create your reality by your divine design. Now go out there and make some magic happen. And until next time, be well, be witchy.